Blog Talk Radio. Fear does not exist in this dojo, does No, that's it! Hey, does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, that's it! Hey, beast, does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, that's it! Fear does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, that's it! Pain does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, that's it! Defeat does not exist in this dojo, does it? state of Texas, right here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Greg, the truth, the host of the show is the Black Belt, Mr. Fayaz. I want to thank everybody for tuning in live. I'd like you to give us a call if you'd like to do so, 929-477-1077. Don't forget to like us on Twitter, at MajorityMMA, <clears throat> and check us out on Facebook, The Majority Decision. Had a good show lined up for you. Of course, we're going to talk UFC Fight Night 87. We're going to give our thoughts on that. Maybe talk a little bit of a uh, few of the uh, recent fight bookings that came to light in the past couple of days. And um, one thing that I want to toss out right off the bat to you, Fayaz, is this past weekend in boxing, we saw Amir Khan jump up a couple of weight classes to get knocked out by Canelo uh-huh. Alvarez. Is boxing, and I say this every time there's a big boxing fight, but what is it going to take for boxing to become relevant again? I mean, to hardcore man, boxing you, fans, it's relevant. It always will be, but I don't know, man. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. It doesn't seem to have it anymore. I, uh, you know what? I will say that here lately, there's been a few fighters that I am excited to watch. Boxing, uh, Amir Khan is one of them. Love watching that guy fight. Guy. Yeah, he is. He can. I mean, he gets in there and he fights, and uh, so does Canelo Alvarez. I don't know who else was on that card. I really don't really care, to be honest with you. And then, uh, and then Triple G. I don't know if you've heard of this guy, Triple G, Gennady Golovkin. That guy. Uh, that guy hits you with a body shot on the left side and uh, your body protrudes on the right side. I mean, that this guy is, uh, I think he's had 22 fights and 21 KOs, something like that. I wow. mean, it's crazy. He's Yeah, he's, he, it's ridiculous. He's, yeah, 21 KOs. Yeah, I think he's had more than that, more than 22 fights, but I think he's had like 21 or 22 consecutive KOs. He's ridiculous. And he's right up there in uh, – Canelo's weight class. So, you know, props to Amir Khan for stepping up. You know, it shows even in boxing, right? When you step up, your power isn't as relevant as it was down at your weight class. So here's my question, because you, know, you bring up a guy in, uh, what was his name, Galasco? No, no, I haven't heard of him. Um, but he's, but he, he's, so he's 22 wins, 21 
by knockout. And, and I think here's the problem with boxing. I'm a very casual boxing fan. I keep up with what's going on to a degree. But if this guy's impressive, how come I haven't heard of him? I mean, and that's the problem with boxing right now. They're not making stars. They're not making new names. Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao are the last two big stars that boxing has. And both of them are at the end of their career. I mean, Amir Khan is an exciting guy, but he's not a pay-per-view box office draw. Canelo Alvarez is a great boxer, but he's not a pay-per-view box office draw. I mean, he's gonna, he draws, don't get me wrong, but, I mean, he's not a superstar. That's, that's on the level of Pacquiao or, or Mayweather. I mean, am I right? seven months ago, I'd never heard of him. And, you know, by then, he'd already fought, you know, probably 33 times. So, I mean, it's a... Lost you. The... It's a it's a marketing thing, man. I don't know what it is. It's like they... they Everybody wants Floyd Mayweather to fight. You know, they want they want all that to happen. But you know, Floyd for some somehow some way, this guy's had thirty five fights. How come Floyd's never fought him? Yeah. Well, you know, I think I think because Mayweather is at the point where he picks his fights, obviously, right? I mean, he well know, he makes the call. Right. Mayweather's got fifty fights, right? Fifty and zero. This guy's 35, though. So where at some point in time did they ever call out Mayweather? I mean, I think I heard all three of these guys at one point in time. I think think Alvarez is the only guy who's fought him. Mm -hmm. And uh, he avoids certain opponents. That's, uh, That's what that is, man. He avoids certain opponents. He avoids... You know, Floyd Mayweather, and that's that's really what it's weird, man. The guys with the really good records, you know, I don't know what it it's 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 like they they pick these guys, they pick them, they pick them, they pick them, they pick them, right? Whereas, you know, they don't have that choice, man. And it's and man, they just don't have that choice. You don't know you got to stand in front of you because the sport's so young. You know what I mean? Do you think a lot of it, I think maybe a lot of it has to do with the way boxing looks at losses. MMA, you know, a guy could lose five, six fights, in some cases 10, 12, 15 fights, and and it not even really make that much of a difference in terms of the way they're viewed as a fighter. In boxing, 
But once you get past three and you start getting into the five and over range, you know, it seems like people's view of you as a boxer really starts to drop. Yeah. And I think maybe, Which is if, a maybe shame. if they could get rid of that thinking, that maybe more guys would have a little bit more of a, I don't want to say longevity, but more of a chance to, to get more over and become more of a star than what they are. Yeah. It's, uh, and it, you know, and that's, it, you're absolutely right about that. You know, if a guy, a guy who's, you know, let's say a guy who's 30 and one doesn't get as much draw or 30 and two doesn't get as much draw as a guy who's 15 and oh. Mm-hmm. Right. Everybody went, well, this guy's undefeated. Yeah, but this guy's at 32 fights and only, only, right, only lost two. So what's, you know, what's the, who would be more fun to watch at that point? Who's got more experience? Who's probably, who's probably more ready for a tougher fight? Yeah. You know, with boxing, you know, you lose one, right? If you're, you're undefeated against undefeated, you lose one. Man, you never, you may you may never hear from that guy again. You may never see him rise back to the top. Whereas, you know, I think mixed martial arts gives that opportunity for somebody to, you know, make a comeback, make another run at the title. You know, have a resurgence. I, you don't see a lot of that in boxing, man. In fact, unless you're, unless you're watching reruns of the movie Rocky, you, you don't see it at all. <laughs> Which, yeah, by the way, is one of my favorite. But, uh, but, you know, yeah. and it's a, and it's a, it's a shame too, man. Because I, I do, I, you know, I love boxers, man. I, I respect them. I love boxing as a as a combat art. You know what they do. You know what they have to do. The training they go through, and, and some of the wars those guys put themselves through. You know, to never get recognized because they have one or two losses on their record. It's just, it's horrible. It's it's yeah, too sa- it's real saturated. Yeah. Yeah. Some some guys never really got the recognition or or the shake that they probably should have gotten because of that win loss record and 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 maybe maybe in the future boxing will kind of turn away from that but you know it kind of leads to another bigger problem in boxing is you know the 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 difference in promoters. And a promoter will get a hold of one or two guys, and everything is about that one or two guys, and no one else gets the spotlight. And, that, and right. that's the problem. Whereas in the UFC, you know, you, you got pretty much everybody who's on the card nowadays gets a chance to be in the spotlight because they're on TV. Um, that's true. They're airing the, 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 the preliminary card. They're airing the, the main card. So if you have an awesome fight on the preliminary yeah. card, there's a good chance that we're going to be talking about you the next day or another show or, you know, you're going to they get do fight week. They do fight week where, you know, they sign autographs and people can meet them all, you know, even if they're not the main draw on the card. You know, they, they, they got a chance to sell themselves and, you know, draw fans from it, you know. I mean, how many how many of those fans show up at the fight week get in line and get an autograph from a guy that they really don't know too much about just because they're there, right? Just because they're there and, you know, that guy does what he does. It just gives it more opportunity. And as a fighter, you have to be able to sell yourself. 
not given that chance. If there's a huge card like Canelo and Khan, I don't even know who else was on that card. Right, because every you know the, they do the you know you know like UFC does the countdown shows right they show a little bit of yeah. So it's only about the main event, guys. You don't even get to see the little two, three, five minute snippets. So you don't really know, right? Nobody's really watching those guys. Sometimes people don't even pay attention. Sometimes people don't even show up to the car to the fight until, you know, those guys are fighting. So it's uh, it's kind of it's kind of a weird deal. What's the, I wanted to bring up a couple of fights that uh, got made uh, this past week that I think are pretty interesting. And then we'll get into UFC fight night, uh, well, that, that happened during the day today, ironically, here and on our side of the country. Um one that I like pretty pretty well, and I think you had actually suggested this fight a couple of shows ago, and that's uh, looks like uh, Tony Ferguson is going to headline uh, UFC Fight Night 91 with Michael Chiesa. Nice. That's a big step up for Michael Chiesa. That's a big yeah, fight for is. him. Yeah, Tony Ferguson is like on a crazy run right now. What is he like? Hadn't lost in eight fights or something like that? It's crazy. Yeah, he's around that seven or eight mark. Of uh, wins in a row, he's on fire right now. That guy wears battle, you know. So so does Kiesa. Don't get me wrong, but that guy wears battle, man. I don't know. Uh, I I don't know if it's because the who's the song is fighting next. I think it's because he's got a title fight coming up. But yeah, Eddie Alvarez. It should, it should. Yeah, and I guess he can't wait. I guess first can't wait. Right, really, he should get that next shot. Unfortunately, though, Kiesa beats him. You know, Kiesa might just jump right up there. Yeah, that's a dangerous fight for Ferguson. That's that. Yeah, In terms that of is, it is a dangerous fight for Ferguson. But it's a good Tony one. Ferguson's I'm looking forward to that. I think that's stylistic. That's a great fight. You know, Tony, Tony Ferguson to me is a guy who I think could be a bigger star than what he is. I don't know if you've ever caught any of his interviews. But uh, you know he's pretty slick on the uh, on the interview, and, and he he can talk a pretty good game too. Um, I, I think oh, yeah. uh, I think they should give him an opportunity to to speak a little bit more and maybe drum up some conflict with some other guys, you know, to get him some yeah. more exposure because he's great. He's a great fighter, that's for sure. I've I've seen him at some press conferences, and uh, he can talk some game, but and uh, more than man, he's just tough as nails. When he fights, yeah. he's ridiculous. He's ridiculous. He's a great athlete. I mean, he's good up and down, and uh, he's technical, and he's good for a war too. Probably not the guy you want to get in a war with, but uh, he's uh, it's crazy, man. It's it's crazy to watch that guy fight because that's what he is. It's crazy. He's it's almost like it's almost like you're watching a uh, just yeah. It's almost like watching a, one of the Diaz brothers fight, you know? They're just they, he just fights down and just gets after him. Another fight that I, that I like a lot that I'm interested to see is uh, Holly Holm. Looks like she's got her next fight, and uh, looks like she's going to be lined up with uh, Valentina uh, Shevchenko, the uh, well well versed uh, kickboxer. Um, I like that yeah. fight a lot too. 
for, for those of you who don't know, man, Valentina Shevchenko, 53-0? or 53-1 in kickboxing? Yeah. She could probably use a little work on her grand. She got beat up by Nunez last round, but... Tough girl. Typically, uh, in an MMA match, when you got two elite strikers getting ready to fight, the fight doesn't always stay on its feet. So, uh, I think I think it'll I think they'll start out. It'll be a good striking match, but then uh, you know don't be surprised if Holly Holm uh, you know slips one, picks her up, and just kind of puts it you know dumps her. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, that's that. That was going to be what I was going to say. You know, the question might be who who tries to get it to the ground first. And I think you're right. I mean, we haven't seen a whole lot of Holly Holmes' ground game. This might be a good opportunity for her to kind of show people what she can do down there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, she's been training mixed martial arts for a long time. I know she's got tricks on the ground as defense. So uh, yeah. You know, that I'm thinking it'll be a good kickboxing match, but I think Holly Holmes is going to throw something in there. I mean, after getting choked out and losing her belt, when I say choked out, she went to sleep punching, right? I mean, she did. She went to sleep punching. That's a, uh, that's a fight to your die mentality. I'm, I'm sure she's been training and working on that deal and, you're going to see you more well-rounded Holly Holm next time you see her. So let's jump right into the fight of the day, and that was uh, UFC Fight Night 87, Alistair Overman, Andre Arlovsky. Now, I didn't get to see this entire card. I only got to see um, the last, the top two fights. So give us a rundown. You were telling me earlier before the show, that there was a guy that was recently in prison? What's the deal with that? <laughs> Reza Mdadi, um fights out of uh, Sweden, I think. Prison. Well, I didn't know because I, I was watching him fight Jan Cabral. Uh, I was actually watching the prelims. Now they're actually on again. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, really good fights. But these two guys were just banging back and forth, back and forth. Looked like Madadi was going to lose the fight, right? His corner's telling him, you're down on the cards. Third round, he comes up, hits Jan Krabal, and keeps hitting him. Jan goes out. He's out. His eyes are rolled up in the back of his head. He's out on his feet, basically. I don't even know what's keeping him standing, but he's clearly out. He gets hit one more time, and I'm screaming, stop fighting the ref's on. So I was like, dude, I was like, man, that guy is that not, not even aware of where he is right now, what day it is or what he's doing. And he just came back and he won the fight. But in his interview, he said, uh, you know, as you guys know, I've been behind March for two years. I'd look it up, and sure enough, man, but uh, two years ago, I made he got arrested for burglary and about $150,000 worth of merchandise. Did some stuff for 18 months. And, uh, now he's back, and I guess he's on the straight and narrow. Yeah, good good, good for him. 
Now, it's always good when a guy can turn his life around, use yeah. you know, martial art or something to help uh, guide him in the right direction. One thing I did, I was looking down, I was looking down the, uh, the preliminary cards, and I noticed that um, uh, Kyoji uh, Horiguchi was on the on the uh, like the fight pass card. I was like, wasn't yeah. this dude just in the like the main event of a show? against Demetrius Johnson a few months ago? I mean, or, or last year sometime, I guess? I was a little surprised. I don't know if that was uh, him or not, that he's already down there on the five pass card. Yeah. Yeah, so I was trying to, I'm, I'm trying to pull up his, his record right here. And his, uh, he his, could have been the last night Yeah, he, he was. He, he was uh, on that UFC 86 back last April against Demetrius Johnson, challenging for the champion. The guy's 6-1. and one. In the UFC, pretty impressive fighter, and he's. Where was he? Where's he been since? Fight guard. Uh, he got a win against uh, Chico Canvas and uh, Neil Siri. Yeah. So he. Yeah, he, he hadn't been too active. Yeah, he, he, fought, lot, uh, so. he fought in May, and uh, then before that, he didn't fight until September. So, yeah, kind of maybe he had wow. an injury or something there. Yeah, but uh, gotta stay in the game and stay relevant, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. Nowadays, with so many guys out there, man, I mean that's that's probably more true now than it's ever been. Um, Especially in the lighter weight classes, because you uh, in the lighter weight classes, it's it's hard for you. It's harder to earn that airtime, so. You have to you have to be out there. You have to be out there getting out there more for those guys, man, because they they truly got to earn their airtime. I saw Gunnar Nelson was able to uh, get the submission choke, rear naked choke victory. Yeah. Albert Simonov. Uh, pretty good win for him. Yeah. It was. He actually uh, choked out a guy who'd never been uh, finished before. So, good job, Gunner. And, for, and let me just say this. Oh, no, go ahead. Continue on, Gunner. I was going to say, Gunner Nelson, we all, we all know, just a really dynamic guy, man. Solid movement, great striking ability, and uh, just, I mean, he's, he's well-rounded all the way around. And you showed yeah. that. You showed that today whenever, you know, he fought. He put that guy on his, you know, he, he picked at him. He finally put him down, got to his back, and then he finished that guy. And nobody, that guy had never been finished before. So, good job, Gunnar and Nelson. Man, I tell you what, I don't know about you, but when I saw Antonio Silva, what happened to this guy? The beard. Is that my big foot? Kinda, yeah, Bigfoot. The the he, he the beard and kind of the trendy haircut. What, you know? <laughs> he, he had the tattoos like Bigfoot. He had the heights like Bigfoot. But man, that didn't look like Bigfoot. What was what was going on with this guy? Is he trying to get a role in the movies or what? I, I don't I don't know what Bigfoot's going. Maybe he's gonna. Hey. You know what, man? Maybe he's uh, maybe he's maybe he's coming to the end of the line. You know, he just wants to look pretty. 
His last few fights. He's uh what his last fight was what? Uh I think his last fight was in Australia and he got beat up pretty bad, so he got knocked out almost immediately. Just a totally different guy from uh, you know, when he got uh when he got banned for steroid abuse, so you know, maybe he's just not the same guy. I mean, you can't take anything away from Stephen Struis. Stephen Struis just kind of rolled right through him. You know, no, yeah, but Stephen Struis should, though. I feel like Stephen Struis should be a lot further along than he is. You know, I think I think he had, uh, you know, they weren't sure if he was ever going to be able to fight again. He had, I can't remember what it was called. Yeah. It had something to do with a heart. I think it was a heart condition, if I'm not mistaken. I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I know it was something that could have been life-threatening to him. Had he continued fighting, at one point, I think he collapsed um, after a weigh-in or something, like, or right before a fight, or, you know, did a pre-fight physical, and the doctor's like, no, you can't fight. It's just not going to happen. And uh, Stefan Struve, you know, then came back, had, has had a couple fights, and then just hadn't looked great. And, you know, it's about time you move over somebody, man, because, you know, that guy is super talented. Yeah. Yeah, he is. And he what what it was was that he had a leaking aortic valve in his heart, in a large heart. Ah. So, yeah, what he was dealing with was uh, very serious. But apparently, you know, he got a doctor to tell him he was good enough to fight. He's back in it. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of felt the same way. I kind of feel like, you know, early on in his career, you know, because he started pretty young, I think, in his early, early 20s. He had a lot of – he had a big upside, right? He was like he had a lot of potential – a lot of talent, and um, he kind of—I I felt like he kind of was under underachieving there for a while. Went through a tough stretch where he lost several in a row, and uh, just couldn't seem yeah. to put it all together. So, um, but I think you're right, man. I think I think we should have expected him to roll over Bigfoot because Bigfoot, you know, I, <laughs> I I fully expect him to get a pink slip after this loss. Well, it's, it's Bigfoot. You know, you know, granted, don't take it the wrong way, man. Bigfoot, I'm sure the guy can fight. He's just, you know, I think he's, uh, I think in, he's in his last years. I don't know that, yeah. I don't know that he can make another run, you know. I think, I think he's he's made every attempt and every, every chance he can and had every chance he can to do it and, uh, when he gets close, when he gets to that top, top tier, he seems to have trouble. So. And the main event of the evening was uh, Alistair Overeem getting a very solid win over Andre Olovsky. <laughs> Man, you and called that one, that. didn't you? <laughs> it, it was Arlovsky's chin, man. I mean, that that was the biggest question. He couldn't. He couldn't take it. He took a couple. He started out well, man. It was uh, it was capping off to be a decent fight. Um, it looked like the power was, the strength was going to be too much, but it looked like he could have made it. And then, then he got down in the mouth, and mm-hmm. after that, he was done. He was done. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, he got Leo. To jump in the mouth, and uh, in fact, Alistair Overeem's toe 
popped out. I think it broke because of that kick, and the uh, doctor mm. popped it back into place for him after yeah. the fight. Yeah, sure did, and and you know he followed it up with a very nice right hand that that really just finished him off. Yeah, um, Alistair Overeem seems like he's finally getting his UFC legs, so to speak. So hopefully, you know, we can see what we all expected. I would love to see Reem fight for the title. He came in a couple of years yeah. ago. Yeah. I'd love to see Reem fight for the title. I think that'd be awesome. You know, at this point, he does look like he's getting his legs under him, doing a lot better. I'd love to see That was a good win for him. and Fight for Brazil. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see that fight again because the first time they fought in Strike Force, it was a dud. Um, I think it would be a completely, <laughs> completely different fight. It would be a completely oh, different yeah. fight if they fight again. Um, Absolutely. Fabricio is, is a completely different fighter than he was back then. Definitely. Fabricio, who is fighting next week? Yeah, huge card next week. Um, full of. Uh, Top guys from Brazil. We'll Brazil's definitely be talking best, about that. Almost like a ride card, yeah. So be sure and hit us up Friday at 10 p.m. right here on Blog Talk Radio. Thanks everybody for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Majority MMA. Have a great week. And to all the mothers out there, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day.